the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. If there's stuff that you don't want to take, you could farm that out and just really narrow your focus. I think you're going to get more efficient as a practitioner. You're going to become the guru on the hill that everyone's going to refer stuff to. I also think that other criminal defense attorneys would start sending you more stuff if they thought you weren't going to steal their clients for other criminal issues. I think it just overall would make you much more referable. Run your law firm the right way. This is... The Maximum Liar Podcast. Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Tyson, my friend, how are you? Did you have a good 4th of July? I did. It was really fun. It was kind of uh, laid back. Probably the most laid back fourth that I've had in a long time, but really good. How about you? Yeah, we had a lot of fun. I got to go to some friends' parties along the parade route, and then we got to go to see the fireworks last night. It was a good time. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we have a guest on the line today. You want to introduce our guest? Yeah. So our guest today is Walter Reeves. He's a criminal defense attorney practicing in West Texas. And he has been an adjunct professor at Baylor Law School, and he is active in various criminal defense lawyer organizations. He's also been a great member of our group. He came to the conference in May, and we're, we're really happy to have you. Walter, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, Walter, so you gave us an issue that you're having. Before I get to that, though, I want, to, I want you to just give us the setup of your firm how you got started, things like that. So we have a basic setup of what's going on with you. Yeah, I've got a, right now, a just a office with me as the only attorney. I've have got a secretary slash paralegal slash does everything else person who's been with me for about 11 years now. And we pretty much operated that way for a while. I've gone back and forth with I had a associate attorney for a little while, but right now it's just uh, the two of us, and we've got an office. Actually, I'm in Waco, Texas, uh, and that's where I practice out of. So, and I've been doing that for a really long time. Okay, so what's a really long time mean? Means since 1981, so 37 years. Oh, very cool. So you've been doing this. You're you're not new to this game, so that's good. All right, so. All right, so you gave us a problem that you're having. You're, you're doing really, 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 really well on the Internet, from what I can tell. But do you want to tell us what your problem that you're having is? 
Yeah, we've. I mean, I do really well on the internet as far as search results, just for for kind of the, I guess the most common search terms uh, for criminal defense lawyers. It's the. I guess the problem is the traffic is. It's not really the traffic that I want. I mean, we get some good cases that way, and, and probably most of our leads nowadays come through through that source. But it's really it's a lot of. You know, a lot of kind of stuff that we don't want that's not really qualified people and it's a lot of a lot of people that are just calling around wanting advice or they don't like the lawyer that they got now so they want to get rid of it but they don't really have any money to pay another lawyer so that sort of issue I really haven't done much I mean I won't say I haven't done much I I haven't been real intentional about how I've approached things. I, I add content to the site fairly regularly. I've started picking up and trying to add some some videos, not really on a schedule, but that's pretty much been my marketing activity is just is just adding content to the to the website and, and all the traffic that's come through is organic traffic. Alright, so you, you don't like the, the, the cases and and if I'm if I'm saying this wrong, let me know. You're not getting the cases that you want, so you, you want to maybe sort of change things up. So what are the cases that you're getting now through the website that you're not quite happy with, and what are the cases that you want to get? I mean, the cases that we really like are uh, we do a lot of DWI. Here we call it DWI. Everywhere else it's DUI. And then, and then a lot of just sort of the basic misdemeanor stuff like possession of marijuana, theft, sort of the assaults. Baylor University is here, so that's a pretty good market, and some of our better clients are, are students going to school here at Baylor, and there's a there's another technical school here. So if you were going to choose just one type of case, um, and I've done criminal defense, and so I know how to, there's, there's quite a wide array of cases that you could be taking on. If you could take one type of case, what would it be? Yeah, I go back and forth on that. It's probably the minor drug cases like marijuana and controlled substances. Okay, and what's your least favorite case that you're getting through the website? The least favorite are just the more serious felony offenses like robberies and assaults and and cases like that, generally cases where people have, have prior records. Gotcha. And that, that's interesting. I, I think you're probably in the minority when it comes to I think most criminal defense attorneys want to handle the, the big stuff and not the other stuff. So that's, that's interesting. But luckily, with the way you want to do it, you can sort of streamline it. I can tell you, I'm looking at your website now, and I'm looking at just the videos, and I can I can maybe identify one problem already, is that you your videos are very general and very broad, which means you're going to get a broad number of questions when you come in. So, for example, there is one about, I mean, one like one like get to know a top Waco criminal defense attorney, uh, top factor in picking a Waco, Texas criminal defense attorney, you know, how much does a Waco criminal defense attorney cost? I mean, these are very general questions, just, just talking about criminal defense lawyers. You've got some ones that are really, really good. I mean, if you were going to handle just DWI cases, this is a really good one. Texas driver's license suspension after a DWI. You have a guide to DWI and DUI crashes. And you talked about the the marijuana. These are some really good ones. You said you have, do police have the right to search my car after smelling pot or, or arrested for possession of marijuana, question mark, contest police search. 
I, I think what you need to start doing probably, and, and Jimmy's going to chime in in a second, but maybe start narrowing down the types of cases that you want, like really focus it down and just create content like that. Because what's going on is people are, are searching for a criminal defense lawyer on Google and they're getting you because you're coming up really, really well because you have all these search terms that are more broad. You need to start chiseling it down. I think what, probably what you need to do is take that. I mean, the, the niche of criminal defense actually is a pretty broad niche. What I would do is I would I would narrow it down to the three or four type of criminal cases that you want and just start creating content on those. I think you're going to start seeing a huge difference in the types of cases that you're going to see. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's probably really good advice. And, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Walter, I think your website is good. It's got a lot of good content. And it reminds me, though, of one of my favorite episodes of Dean Jackson's old podcast. And, he was interviewing a photography company and they like do photos for like brochures and advertisements and things. And so they have one website called We Shoot Cans and they have another website called We Shoot Bottles. And those are two different domain names, two different websites. And I, I don't necessarily think that you need separate websites, but when I was on your website to get down to the drugs, I had to click on criminal offenses and then to drugs. And I think that um, you know, I have a couple of thoughts. One is that it's a lot of work to get to that point in the website. So I think that might be deterring people from sending you the kinds of cases that you want the most. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I get that, that idea. So, um, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. I'm not real sure how to, to go about doing that, but that's definitely a fixable problem to to make it a little bit easier to navigate. Well, let me ask you this question, Walter. Do you think that it would be feasible for you to become the marijuana arrest guru in Texas? That, you know, I, I really believe that people's attention spans are so short now that when they think of a legal issue, they should think of you. And when they think of you, they should think of that legal issue. In other words, are you willing to trade off some of the things you don't want to do to become much more focused in your marketing and your messaging and just, I mean, do you think it, it's a feasible business model to just handle marijuana cases in Texas? Do you think you could make that work? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a feasible, definitely a feasible model to, to handle cases in a broader area than I'm handling it, uh, that I'm handling right now. It's probably not feasible to, to get that narrow just in the county where I'm at, because I don't know that there's enough traffic to do that. But uh, but to expand out, yeah, I, I definitely think um, think that's an approach worth taking. With me, with immigration, you know, I just I was doing lots of different kinds of things for immigrants, and just focusing down on immigration really helped me. And then every time I've narrowed my practice and narrowed my marketing, I've made more money. So. And I think another byproduct of that is if you were to do that and you referred out the criminal stuff you don't want, I mean, just because you market marijuana doesn't mean you couldn't still take DUIs and things like that. But if there's stuff that you don't want to take, you could farm that out and just really narrow your focus. I think you're going to get more efficient as a practitioner. You're going to become the guru on the hill that everyone's going to refer stuff to. I also think that other criminal defense attorneys who maybe don't want to handle the marijuana stuff would start sending you more stuff if they thought you weren't going to steal their clients for other criminal issues. I think it just overall would make you much more 
referable. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I mean, I've I've heard that for years that you do better by by niching down and and going more specific. I have no doubt that's true. It's just always kind of hard to pull the plug, and um, I guess it kind of takes a leap of faith to do that. Well, again, I don't think you have to do it all at once, and I don't think it has to be anything drastic. I think what you do is you build it all up and build it all out, build build maybe a separate website or page at least. So I think you still get the benefit of, of maintaining your firm as it is. I don't think anyone's suggesting that you just cut it all off cold turkey. I think it's something you're going to ease into as you develop and build out the marijuana guru website. You know, even if it's just a landing page with some videos, I think that that would be enough to get things started. And then I think you just sort of ease into it. It would eventually start gaining its own momentum. And then I think also another benefit of taking this approach is that, like Tyson said, it's really going to make you focus your marketing. And it's also going to free you up to be more creative. Well, if I wanted to find all the people who use marijuana or who may get arrested for marijuana, where would I go to find them? And then maybe you start doing things like sponsoring concerts where lots of tokers show up or, you know, things like that. I think by focusing your practice, you're going to free yourself up to be a lot more creative as you get more specific with your marketing. I agree. I think that's a great suggestion and it kind of solves one of my, solves the other problem, which is just kind of being a little bit too scattered and not being very focused and putting a bunch of stuff up on all sorts of different things, which really doesn't accomplish a lot other than maybe driving traffic. But um, yeah, I, I can see a lot of benefit in just focusing the, focus in the approach on one thing. Walter, what has stopped you from doing it to this point? You mean just getting more specific about one particular thing? Right. Like It sounds like you know that what we're saying is right, but you've not done it. So what is stopping you from doing that? I guess just probably reservations about um, sort of putting all your eggs in one basket. But when you sort of think about it, you're really not putting all your eggs in one basket to begin with because I still have like a lot of tra- other traffic coming in and you sort of, you ask about sort of the bigger cases and I mean, I still do those, but a lot of what I do is, is sort of the appeals and post-conviction and, and I get those cases just primarily from referrals from other lawyers. So that's, you know, if I do those, that's that's not really something that's marketing. So I guess, I mean, it's really when I think about it, it's really not putting all your eggs in one basket. It's just kind of slowly moving towards that because it's not like you're cutting off and not doing anything else all of a sudden and just doing one thing. Walter, I'm thinking about a book that I read one time on my way out to Infusionsoft's annual convention, and it's called Built to Sell. It's about a marketing company that does lots of different things. They do Facebook ads. They do logos. They do commercials. They do all these different things. And they decided to focus only on logos, which was not necessarily their most lucrative case type. But by focusing on it, they, again, became much more referable and much more efficient. So you might check that book out. It's, it's a short read. It's only, I think you can probably read it in about an hour or two. Let's go ahead and spitball this. Let's just sort of talk it through. If Walter was going to try to become the marijuana arrest king of Texas, what would be the kinds of things? I mean, what does a case like this 
generate in fees, Walter? What you don't have to tell us your exact fees, but give us like a range of what someone could expect. I mean, usually it's somewhere around thirty-five hundred, uh, four or five thousand. Okay, sure. So, so how much would you be willing to spend on advertising to bring in a new client? Per client? Yeah, I don't know that I've ever. Um, I mean, I don't, for a case like that, I would say, I don't know, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars. But if I told you, Walter, if you give me a hundred dollars, I will give you a client that's going to pay you thirty-five hundred dollars. I would think that you'd be willing to make that deal all day long, right? Yes. I mean, obviously, a lot of your marketing go to people that don't necessarily hire you right away. But I think that a lot of times we as lawyers don't think expansively enough on what am I willing to spend to get someone to actually hire me? Yeah, I agree. And so then if we think, okay, now we have some money to play with, what are some things that we could do? And Tyson, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this to sort of promote Walter as this is his expertise. Like, would we want to devote it more towards other attorneys to get referrals? Would we want to do it for, I mean, because I think you're right, Walter. One of the things you said to us in your email is that I don't know whether or not people are really reading special reports anymore. And I think people's attention spans have gotten shorter and that it's got to be something really quick and hard hitting that you're going to want to do to sort of get people to raise their hand and, and begin a conversation with you. Well, Jimmy, I, I mean, I know from my own website numbers and YouTube numbers that the marijuana cases, you get a lot of people watching videos on them. It's usually after an arrest or a lot of times what they're doing is they're searching in, in advance about whether they can smoke marijuana, what the limits are, can they have any marijuana in Texas, things like that. So that's one thing. But it's something you said really funny, Jimmy. Uh, MarijuanaKingOfTexas.com is available. So that is one that uh, would, I mean, like there, there, you could totally brand yourself like that in some way. Now, I don't think marijuana cases are going to be, at least in Missouri, they're not one that's going to be referred out to you that much if you are from other criminal defense attorneys. I think that they're going to keep the majority of those. But I think what you're going to probably see is if you if you brand yourself as, as that marijuana king of Texas, um, let's just call it that for now because I think it's funny. I, <laughs> and what you're going to see is you're going to get referrals from a lot of professionals that either got a marijuana charge themselves or have children that got a marijuana charge. And a lot of a lot of the referral partners that you have, they've got kids that are in college that are going to get into trouble at some point, and they're going to be looking to you because you are the guy that knows about marijuana. You are that guy. So I think just shifting the your message and Something I don't quite know, and someone like Seth Price is going to know this better. Do you do you change the branding on your anchor website, or do you start with a separate website like MarijuanaKingOfTexas.com and start from there? And I don't know the answer to that question, um, just because uh, I think if it were me, and because you know I'm I'm hard headed, I would probably just start putting that branding on my website now, and sort of the other stuff would start to filter itself out as you get more and more marijuana information on the website. But I would really ramp up because I think a lot of people, you've been practicing for a long time, okay? And I think that people that have been practicing for a really, really long time carry a lot more weight when it comes through video. Uh, and I think that you, you know, yeah. just, I think looking at you, I mean, you, you look like a typical attorney that knows what he's doing. And I think I think that that would present really, really well on videos. So, and you've got videos already. So I would just start cranking out a ton of videos on that, get them transcribed, get them on the website. And I think you're going to have a ton of content. 
Walter, is that something you're willing to do? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a good approach. And I've, I've been focusing a little bit more on videos, especially with this 31-day video challenge, and already have, have sort of got a few done. But, yeah, that's something that I think is really doable, especially if I just focus on that one particular area. It's It's going to be pretty easy to come up with 15 or 20 or more videos that I could knock out pretty fast just on specific questions. Yeah, you could cover questions, you could cover past cases, you could tell stories about problems that some of your clients have had, some weird things have happened in marijuana cases. I think just talking about old cases would be enough to give you 10 videos right there. And the other thing is, marijuana is really in the news right now, you know? I think Tyson's right. I think that people who are smoking marijuana or using marijuana are probably on on the web a lot looking for things like this. I know that with my overseas clients who have to take a, a medical exam and a drug test in order to come to the United States, I mean, I think that would also give you the chance to sort of do some, some co-branding with people. And I think that as you start to think this way, you'll start seeing a lot more opportunities and, and creative juices are going to get flown because you're going to hear about things or things in the news, or there might be maybe some, maybe some crazy nut in Texas decides to introduce legislation to make marijuana legal. And then, you know, that would start a whole other debate. You know, I doubt that'll happen in Texas, but, you know, you can highlight that stuff. And and the, I think it's also, it's also something that you could have fun with. I think that if you could have t-shirts or slogans or, you know, just something witty related to marijuana, I think that people don't take marijuana or marijuana driving charges as seriously as they do other things. So I think you could sort of have some have some fun with it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a lot more fun than like trying to have fun with DWI, which doesn't have the greatest uh, reputation. So, yeah, I can see a lot of opportunities for that. Let me ask you this, Walter. So the trend with marijuana, if we're looking at a trend, is that it's going to be legalized there. So there's something you, you may want to think about and hedge your bets some way, maybe with the DWI, is do you want to put all of your eggs in one basket when it comes to, to heading towards marijuana? Because if that's legalized in two years, three years, five years, you're screwed. Is that, is, so have you thought about that that part of it? Yeah, and that's the only downside to that is to, I think we're probably still several years away from it in, in Texas, but and I don't know whether it's ever going to be completely legalized at least as long as I'm alive, it, it might just get reduced to like a ticket. But yeah, I've given some thought. Yeah, I, I mean, when I'm sitting here thinking through that, it's I don't know that I really want to. I mean, I definitely think it's it's a strategy, but I don't know that I want to like do that and to the exclusion of of everything else forever. But I don't really think I have to. There's enough opportunity there to to produce some good quality cases and um, my other stuff would still come to me without really having to do any marketing. Yeah, because you're still going to get referrals for your appeals from other attorneys. And I think it also makes you sort of more of a topic of conversation. I mean, that I think that the word's going to spread as, as it sort of seeps into the public consciousness that Walter is focusing on this. I think that coupled with your years of experience, I think Tyson's right. I think on um, YouTube and stuff, that's really going to come through. I wanted to throw out one other thing, and I know this is sort of contrary to what we were just talking about, but I know that one of your cases was recently featured in the New York Times. I would really 
sort of highlight that in a lot of my marketing and my website. I, I know that that was probably an unusual case for you, and it's not the kind of marijuana case we were talking about wanting to get, but, but that credibility is something I think you really need to highlight. Yeah, that's sort of something I've been focusing on and I guess sort of struggling with how exactly to do that other than just kind of pushing it out and putting something on there. It is, I mean, it is an unusual case and it's something that I've sort of, that I have been looking at that kind of how to, to maximize the use of that and the, sort of the, the press that that generated. You know, I would put it, I mean, as soon as you get to your website, you should need, you need to have something like as seen on the New York Times, as read in the New York Times, something like that on your website right whenever they come to it. It, it lends you a ton of credibility. I agree with you, Jimmy. Could you contact, it looks like you're using Foster Web Marketing. Could you contact them and just have them easily added to the website? Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty responsive on that stuff. All right, Walters, thank you so much for coming on. Before we get to our tips and hack of the week, I do want to ask everyone to please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and give us a five-star review. It really does help spread the word. We've got a lot of good reviews on there, so hopefully you'll help spread the word and share the podcast with one of your friends. Also, check out the Facebook group. It's it's hopping probably more than ever. It's, it's kind of crazy how much activity is going on in the Facebook group, and we get new members every day. So sign up. doesn't cost you a thing. So just go do it. Jimmy, what is your hack of the week? My hack of the week involves a phrase that we hear thrown around a lot. It's called no like, and trust. So we need to get people to know, like, and trust and trust us. And so it's really gotten to be sort of blase. And I don't think people put a lot of thought into what that really means. And I was listening to Dean Jackson the other day, and he was talking about separating those three things out that in order to have someone do business with us, they have to know us full stop. Then they have to like us, full stop. And then they have to trust us, full stop. And so we have to have marketing that's devoted towards getting them to know us. And that is, how do we get them to raise our hand or the lead magnet that we talked about? Then how do we get them to like us? And I think that the best way to get them to like us is to give them consistent, good content for free. And then trust us is where they make that decision to actually hire us. And that's going to take some actual human interaction and going back and forth so that they trust you enough to, especially in someone like Walter's arena or my arena where you're actually asking clients to pay you money, then it's a little bit harder to get that to happen than to get them to sign a contingency fee agreement just because there's no out-of-pocket for them right out of the box. So to get them to trust us enough to do that, I think you really need to spend some time thinking through, how do I get people to know me? How do I get people to like me? And then how do I get them to trust me instead of just running that all together in one big smash up? So that's been a helpful thought exercise for me this week. So I thought I'd share it. That's a good one. I, I've never heard anybody break it up like that and actually make you think about it. I like that. That's good. Uh, Walter, what is your tip or hack of the week? Yeah, mine sort of goes along with that. I was on a vacation, sort of a vacation last week, and I, I read the book, Story Brand by Donald Miller. And I know a lot of people are familiar with that and sort of the general concept, but um, I really recommend that book highly. He like goes through the process and and has the worksheets and everything to to kind of come up to come up with your your own story brand, which is something that I started working on and I'm going to revise my website to do that. And uh, 
sort of the side effect of that is is that if you read the book, he he talks about it sort of spoiling all the movies you ever ever see, and he's right because everything follows a pretty predictable path that he lays out, and once you and you sort of see that after you read that book. So Donald Miller and Story Brand. Very cool. I'm going to have to check that out. Very good recommendation. So my tip of the week actually comes from a friend of the show, Mitch Jackson. He just put something on the Facebook page, which I thought was pretty cool. It basically tells you how to easily do videos and Instagram TV, IGTV. And Mitch predicts that that's going to be the next big thing. And so he recommended an app, Videorama. And I checked it out, and he he tells you exactly, if you go to the Facebook group, he tells you exactly how to use it. Really cool app where you can basically go in there, do your edits, add add your text, things like that. It's a really good app. So free. Check it out. Videorama. Walter, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a blast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Bye, guys. Thanks, Walter. See you, Jim. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.